Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the Aquademia Podcast. I'm Sean O'Loughlin. And I'm Justin Grant. And today, we're going to talk about shopping. Grocery shopping, for that matter. And more specifically, what those little seals and labels mean on the packaging. So if you get confused about what to look for on your seafood packaging, look no further. So sit back and relax, or get ready to feverishly write down notes on your grocery list. And enjoy learning a little bit about eco-labels. Here we go. Let's talk about seafood. Welcome to the Aquademia Podcast. Our diet is hurting the environment in myriad ways. I mean, we desperately need to eat more seafood. This is a pioneering industry with a whole lot of people who have really good ideas and a lot of experience and are unafraid. Aquademia is your go-to podcast for a fresh take on all things seafood. All right. Put yourself in this all-too-familiar scenario. It's around 1 p.m. on Sunday, and you need to make sure you have food for the week. You remember hearing dietitian Sherry Clark recommend eating two seafood meals a week on a previous episode of the Aquademia podcast. With seafood, it's something we want to talk about, okay, we want to get more of this. How can we incorporate it twice a week? As I mentioned, the one in 10 Americans are not meeting the recommended intake, and they're missing out on the health benefits of seafood. You want to make sure that you and your family are healthy and eating a well-balanced, nutritious diet, so you make sure to put fish on your grocery list. Just fish. Sunday is usually the most crowded day at the supermarket, so you slip on your comfy tennis shoes, pick up your reusable grocery bags, start the car, and head to the grocery store. You cruise through aisle after aisle, grabbing your regular food items. If you're anything like my wife, you can probably do this with your eyes closed and get everything you need in record time. But this time, there's a wrench thrown in your machine. Something you don't normally buy and you have to change your path. No big deal, just a quick detour to the seafood counter to grab some fish for two meals this week. As you approach the counter, you browse the freezer cases and see what your options are. And oh boy, are there options. Tilapia, salmon, swordfish, clams, tuna, mussels, catfish, trout, and other things you've never heard of. But it's okay. You knew this would be the case. Sean and Justin warned you about the variety of seafood options. You've done your homework, found some recipes, and decided to go with some salmon and a type of whitefish, possibly haddock or tilapia. This is where the confusion comes in. This salmon has a label on it with a big check mark, which probably means something good. But the other salmon says it's MSC certified sustainable. The tilapia says it's BAP certified farmed fish, but should that one have MSC on it too? Some of them say organic, some of them don't say anything. Why do some have certain labels, some have one, and some have more than one? This is getting very confusing. Maybe you didn't do quite enough research. Okay, hold on. Before you give up and grab a second pack of chicken breasts, let's talk about those labels. Those labels that you see are called eco-labels, and believe it or not, they're basically connected to anything and everything you can purchase, including energy. When you go to the grocery store and you're in the seafood aisle or you're in the produce section, I think that a great thing to look for is eco-labels, and I don't mean something on the packaging that just says organic or natural. There's a lot more behind a USDA organic sticker than just the word natural on packaging. 
The concept of eco-labels was developed by non-governmental organizations, or NGOs. The idea behind them is that the group that issues the label has a set of standards that manufacturers need to meet in order to get approval to put the label on their packaging. Typically, the manufacturers will have an audit done of their processes, which will identify where they don't live up to the standards of that certification. Then they'll have a chance to fix those issues to meet the standard, and if it all checks out, they get approved to use that label. It's meant to ensure the buyer that the product they're purchasing meets a certain standard in regard to food safety, environmental impact, social accountability, or whatever the eco-label represents. For example, you may see a label on a package of tuna listed as dolphin safe. This is because dolphins are really common bycatch in the tuna fishery, which means they are caught unintentionally due to the nature of the capture methods. The dolphins swim closer to the surface than tuna, so they can be used as an indicator that there's tuna in the area, and they'll often get captured in the fishing nets along with the tuna. The dolphin safe label was created to discourage the unintentional capture and death of dolphins, and is listed on products that use capture methods that do not harm dolphins. Now here's where things get messy. We use the Dolphin Safe label as an example to show that simply choosing a product because it has a label on it may not always be the best choice. We need to know a little more about what that label means and how it's being implemented. The Dolphin Safe labeling system in the U.S. is part of the Marine Mammal Protection Act and therefore has legal status, but in most other parts of the world, it is utilized on a voluntary basis. It has struck a lot of controversy over the years and is not an indicator of tuna sustainability. In fact, some of the tuna fisheries that get labeled as dolphin safe are some of the least sustainable fisheries out there. Now, we're not trying to knock this specific label. This is obviously a step in the right direction, and Dolphin Safe Tuna is clearly a better choice than that with no Eagle label. We just want to make sure that consumers are aware of the intricate nature of these labels. Just having a label doesn't mean the product is a better or worse choice than those next to it in the freezer. This is going to get a little detailed and could be a bit confusing, but we feel like it's necessary to dig a little deeper into how these programs are structured. Just like the manufacturers, or in the seafood industry we tend to call them producers, need to meet certain standards to be recognized by that group and use their label, the label certification programs also need to meet standards in the structure and organization of their standards to be the most trustworthy. Standards for the standards. I told you this can get complicated. These labeling practice standards have been created by the International Organization for Standardization, ISO. ISO has a number of different categories for environmental labels, and groups that own certification labels can become benchmarked against these various ISO categories. Having these ISO benchmarks gives the certification further credibility, and those certification eco-labels can be considered the most trustworthy. Still with us? There's a wide range of eco-labels you may see on the seafood at your grocery store. This is great because it shows that the industry recognizes the importance of sustainability and environmental impact, but it can also be confusing to consumers for all the reasons we spoke about earlier. Some labels you might see related to seafood include MSC, which stands for Marine Stewardship Council, BAP or Best Aquaculture Practices, Friend of the Sea, Aquaculture Stewardship Council or ASC, Thai Quality Shrimp, Nature Land, Ocean Wise, Sea Choice, and a number of others. Some are more comprehensive than others. For example, MSC is specific to wild-caught seafood, where ASC is specific to farmed seafood, Aquaculture Stewardship Council versus Marine Stewardship Council. Some focus only on environmental impacts or seafood safety, where others are much more comprehensive, like BAP, which covers environmental responsibility, animal welfare, seafood safety, and social accountability and welfare. 
Lastly, you're likely to see a label that lists the products as organic or USDA organic, but those standards are still in development, so be a little careful when you look at those items. The bottom line is, there's a lot of labels out there that tell you a lot of things, but ultimately, the idea behind them is generally for the common good. These labels tell you that the producer cares about the impacts that their product is having. If you're unsure, and this is important to you and your nutrition, take a little bit of time to read a bit about some of these labels. It'll help you know what kinds of things to look for when you're shopping. Just remember that they're not all created equal. If you see an eco-label and you're not sure about what it even means, then there is absolutely no shame in standing in the middle of the grocery aisle or in the middle of the farmer's market and looking up on your phone, what the heck does this certification mean? There's no shame in looking it up, learning more about it, and then making yourself have a more informed decision about what you're buying for yourself and your family. When it comes down to it, choosing a product with an eco-label is probably a better choice than picking one that doesn't have one. If you have the option to choose between BAP certified tilapia or not BAP certified tilapia, then I would definitely say go with the product that has the eco-label. Like if you're comparing those two things, eco-label, non-eco-label, I would recommend going with the eco-label. I always like to point out to people that when you go to the grocery store, you are essentially casting your vote for a certain thing with your wallet, with what you're buying. Everything that you buy sends a message to the grocery store that, hey, people like this product. We need to get more of this product. So if you're buying things that are not necessarily USDA organic, but more sustainable products or local produce, then that sends a message. And you want the message that you are sending to the grocery store to be one of interest in environmental sustainability, interest in your own personal health. And I think that a great way to go about this is definitely eco-labels, buying things that are actually certified in a certain thing by a third-party organization and not just the natural cereal that you think you're buying. We get a lot of questions about what listeners can do. We do tend to focus on some of the large challenges facing the planet and how seafood is related to them. We always encourage our listeners to continuously ask questions about their food, where it comes from, how to prepare it, and which options are better. But in the digital age, it's easy to do some of your own research. What we want you to do is to read a little bit about these different labels and see which ones you recognize in your supermarket. Once you're aware of them, it's hard to not see them, and you'll find yourself seeking out products with eco-labels as you do your shopping. No more blind grocery shopping. It's really interesting because you even, you look over in Europe and the UK, the, the eco-label and things of that nature, and they were, they were so far ahead of the US when it came to sustainability and responsible sourcing within seafood. They were aware of this long before the US was. But typically within the grocery markets, you will see trends hit the UK and then they come to the US. We want to hear from you. If you have a question for us or want to leave a comment or review and have your voice heard on Aquademia, leave us a voicemail at 1-603-384-3560 and you might just hear your own voice on an upcoming episode. Also, feel free to email us at podcast at aquaculturealliance.org. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review Aquademia wherever you listen to podcasts. Lastly, don't forget to go to www.aquaculturealliance.org slash membership to become a member and get access to the full expert interviews as well as a whole bunch of other benefits. So once again, I'm Sean O'Loughlin. And I'm Justin Grant. Thanks for listening, everyone.